millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine an entitled parent at a wedding trying to get everybody to put things on pause, including the bride and groom. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Entitled mom demands to Q-jump at the GP because her child was bored. My wife, female 27, and I, female 26, had our daughter two weeks ago and we needed to see our GP about something that I'm struggling with recovering from the birth. Our GP was running about 20 minutes late, which is pretty good for the area. I've waited nearly two hours when they've had people off sick. An entitled mother, Karen, from what we can gather, had the appointment after me and she brought her three-ish year old along with her. We were very lucky that our baby slept for most of the wait and Karen's son was pretty well behaved too. He mostly sat with his iPad but did start complaining a bit in the last few minutes because toddlers aren't necessarily built for waiting rooms. My name came up and Karen went over to the new receptionist and shouted that my baby was asleep but she had to deal with her child and it wasn't fair. She was still shouting at the poor receptionist when I came out after my appointment. A more senior receptionist then intervened so I could talk to the new receptionist about arranging another appointment. The more senior receptionist was having none of it and told the Karen, this is the NHS, not Alton Towers. You can't use FastPass. And now Karen has to find a new GP surgery for being abusive to staff. I understand fighting for your child to get cared for, but you can't attack the staff like that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough hearing about how entitled some parents can be, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, My mother scapegoated me during my childhood. She got me addicted to opioids when I was 13. She allowed my abusive stepfather back into the house seven separate times after beatings. She insisted it was my fault because I wanted a dad. She kept my grandmother on life support because she was getting checks from the government. My sisters won't talk to me because of her. She tried to have both of my children removed from my custody, even though I adore them and was a really good mom. She stole my oldest's college money out of the joint account she started for him, 16000 He was so excited to get it out and then she gave them the silent treatment because he asked her why. She threw her dead husband under the bus saying he did it. He was internal affairs and captain on the local precinct. Recently she tried to kidnap my daughter from school. I could go on for days. To me, honestly it sounds like a restraining order is in order. I don't think you can keep letting somebody like this continue to pop up in you and your kids lives. Our next story is, Entitled Karen gets loose on wine, requesting to hear my life story, managed to belittle me with one simple sentence. Entitled Karen stories by the fireplace, gather round and cozy up everyone. I wrote this story in a comment to another redditor who asked for more Karen stories after my last post. I figured why not make a new post to keep story time going for others. I've had many interactions with this one Karen, so writing these are oddly therapeutic. So the story is Karen came over to spend the night at my house with her husband. 
I'm a very close relative to this Karen and her husband, though I'm a little worried about giving away too much detail. After hosting these folks in my home, all day with cooking special meals, making cocktails, etc., and having a couple of glasses of wine accompanied with our dinner, Karen started asking me personal questions about my childhood and growing up in a different country. It's still odd to me that she chose to bring this up as soon as my partner left the room to tend to our child. I was a bit taken aback and felt a sort of nervousness, as this is not a light subject for me since I grew up poor. I should have let that be a hint that my body was not ready for what was to come next. It sounded sweet at first, and her tone felt curious. I felt like someone genuinely wanted to listen to my story. And then the hundred question game started, and I felt like I was put on the spot and she needed to hear something I wasn't saying. Little did I know, Karen would use the information I was about to share and belittle me with her simple dismissive words. I only want to hear the good, happy stuff about your life and not the bad things that happened to you. That's such a downer. Backstory? I grew up with abuse, food insecurity, and being an immigrant to the US. So when this woman asked me, I want to hear your story and where you come from. I'm so fascinated by how you came here. I, being the blunt person I am, who after years of therapy, has been practicing being honest about my truth of experience, and not the sugar-coated version she was expecting. I had a big family who was poor, I was abused at the age of 18, with no financial or emotional support for education, getting my broke butt to work while attending university. So when the Karen responds with a pity pout, I only want to hear the good happy stuff about your life and not the bad things that happened to you. That's such a downer. It's like, dude, no, Karen, I don't have many Disneyland stories to share with you, you entitled runt. I won't make crap up for your pleasure so you can pretend to look good in front of your church friends. I need a hug after writing this. I wish now that I had a better comeback for her. I was so stunned by this and had no words to express after she said this. So I simply said, oh, that's all I have for today, and walked away wide-eyed sipping from my glass of wine. Her husband heard the whole thing and stayed quiet like a little mouse. This all happened months prior to the wedding event story which I shared a couple of days ago, so I'd had it with her crappy attitude. It's just honestly hilarious for somebody to ask about your background and how it came to be that you came to this country, and then immediately follow that up with, oh, no, 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 is that a sad story? No, I just want to hear happy rainbow sunshine stories. Ah, well, a a cloud appeared before me and I stepped upon it, and there were puppies all around, and there we went, floating off to the United States of America. Like, I'm sorry, but the real world is a real world and it's not always glam, glitter, and sunshine and rainbows. Although it's a story of struggles, I think it's kind of cool that OP's willing to share more about them like that. This next story is, Father keeps me from my own siblings, physically, mentally, and emotionally abused me, let girlfriend assault me and rob me, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I've been creeping on the sub for a while, scared to say anything but I'm gaining some confidence, so here we go. I, 20s-year-old female, disown my own father, 60s. It shouldn't have took me as long as it did to do so, but I did it. After all the abuse I've endured for the past 20 years, I've had enough. He had no remorse, never apologized. Called me every name in the book for calling him out, even going as far as telling me to end myself, 
You should never say that stuff to someone who's depressed, especially after claiming that your best friend did to themselves because of depression. And it was crystal clear that I was depressed. Either he was too stupid or didn't truly care. After the divorce, when I wasn't even a year, he got full custody of me but handed me off to his mother to take care of me. That was until she passed when I was in middle school. I miss her. She treated me right. And of course, the abuse got worse. He didn't stop the physical stuff until I was 19. I was young when I first found out that I had siblings. Older sister called and told me they were moving, so they wanted to see me before they left. As soon as he got home, of course I was excited and told him. This witch gaslit me into thinking that I would go to jail if I ever talked to them as a child. I found out years later that there was no court order to keep me away from them. He kept me away from siblings who loved me very much for his own selfish reasons. The breaking point was when he invited his girlfriend, who's a convicted felon for attempted murder, to live with us. Of course, she robbed the both of us and he let this witch assault me twice. The second time he witnessed and continued to let her come over. She moved out and he never owned up to his own screw-ups. There's so much more crap that I can say but I don't know if I want to go in more detail. Just typing this crap out is enraging me even more. I have a huge draft saved, not even close to done, but I'm not too sure if I want to post. If you made it this far, thank you for reading the short summary of my crap life. I know that there are people out there that have it much worse, and I can only imagine what y'all are going through, but you got this. I've gotten this far, and you can too. I really like OP's positive affirmations after everything they said they've dealt with. I think hopefully it's encouraging for a lot of people to hear and understand what somebody like OP has had to deal with, they're still advocating that people got this, that they'll be able to get through it. Our next story is, Entitled Father Threatens Teen Girl. This happened to me when I was a 14 year old girl. From age 12 to age 18, I went to boarding school outside of my country of birth. It wasn't one of those posh private schools. It was a state-run high school that had a special studying system for gifted kids. I loved it there. Not only was it a great opportunity for me, it was the first place where I felt I could safely and unapologetically be myself. We were all a rather odd bunch, and the kids came in from all across the country and beyond. We had quite a few kids with autism who always had trouble socializing in their previous schools, but found themselves accepted in the new boarding school. We didn't generally have any issues with bullying in our class, but the grade above us was known to be full of troublemakers. I had French class with them, and it was the only place where I felt ostracized because I was rather good at a commonly hated subject and became somewhat of a teacher's pet. Most students didn't mind it, but they didn't really include me either. I didn't have a problem with it since this was the only one period I had with them. I kept my head down and out of trouble. There was this one girl, however, entitled Daughter, who was also new, and things changed. She was a mean girl. I later discovered that she'd been a bully in her past school, and my somewhat exposed status as an outsider to that class meant I was an easy target. She made my life miserable. I would try and be nice to her, and she would snap at me. She never had a friendly word for me. I would say, nice, you cut your hair short. She says, do you think I didn't notice? Do you think I'm stupid? It always went like this. I would just ignore her, even though she clearly tried to get a reaction out of me. This was incessant every day. I started dreading our shared classes and avoiding her in the common rooms. She noticed and actively sought me out. 
All of this went on for almost two years and I got somewhat used to it. She didn't really have a lot of friends and her two roommates both left school at the beginning of each year. I learned that she liked to pick on everyone who was inferior to her and that it wasn't a personal thing, which helped. A few months before the end of the second year, Entitled Daughter was gone for two weeks because of sickness. She sent me a text asking what the homework was and I sent her a picture of the assignment. She then asked for my notes and I sent her pictures. Entitled Daughter then asked to send pictures of my finished homework, but I said no. I normally would let people copy since it's no extra work for me, but I felt that she really didn't deserve that kindness. She then asked me to at least go and copy all my notes for her at the library. I refused again, and she blocked me. Next thing I know, she asks the same things in the group chat for French class. Everyone refuses, and I tell her she should just email the teacher that she's coming back and needs the materials to catch up. The entitled daughter said that it was my fault if she fails the class and leaves the group. Obviously, chaos ensued. Everyone started saying how she'd been a nuisance since day one in the group chat. I realized this was insensitive and stupid, but everyone was fed up. I only wrote one message. At this point, I'll be happy if entitled daughter fails the class. Fast forward to the end of that school year, we'd all pretty much forgotten about everything. Although Entitled Daughter had turned unusually quiet, I was about to enter the school building when Entitled Father approached me from the side. He asked, Are you OP? I didn't know of any other kids' parents, so I didn't think much of it and just said yes. Entitled Father then put his arm above me against the wall and whispered down to me, You know, I'm getting these sadist tendencies when I see you. I really want to watch you suffer to which my friends pulled me away and into the building and I started panicking. A friend suggested to go speak to Teacher of Trust right away. At this point, I was so scared that I was crying. When we found the Teacher of Trust and I repeated what the man had said, she recognized him right away as Entitled Father. She said he'd been trying to get the school to take action against me based on that one text that I wrote ever since that happened. Apparently, he'd been completely unwilling to accept any responsibility on his daughter's part and thought that there was an organized student conspiracy against her. The teacher of trust also said that Entitled Daughter had been telling him fake stories about me that were very obvious lies since they didn't even make logical sense. But Entitled Father believed everything that his daughter told him. He took his daughter out of that disgusting place that same year but not without scaring the crap out of a girl just over half his size to get his personal vendetta over the one time I spoke up for myself. I just hope for OP's sake that they followed through on pulling them out of that school. I mean, they're just clearly delusional and, I mean, the both of them, one for making up fake stories, the father for believing and enthusiastically going through with them. I mean, even if OP was like a bully, they're a 14-year-old girl. This creepo should realize how disgusting it is for them to get them up against a wall, put their hand up above them and say, I've been thinking sadistic things. This guy is beyond creepy. Our next story is, my dad got a computer for his birthday, said that it was faster than my own, placed it in my room, won't take it back. My dad got a computer for his birthday from one of his friends who didn't need it. He said he'll use it for work purposes and I can play games on it when it's free to use even though I have my own properly built computer. Earlier today was the first time I used it. I found out that it can't even run YouTube properly, 
and kicks you out of Netflix whenever you try to watch anything and also has lots of hacked programs on it. I told this to my parents who said it wasn't true and that I'm just not grateful for being allowed to lend it from him. Keep in mind, I have my own computer already. They're refusing to move it from my room and get angry at me whenever I mention this. Somebody help me, please. Honestly, I would think if OP can avoid messing with it as much as possible, that would be the way to go and I would even say maybe make it well known that you are not touching that thing because you do not want to be held responsible when anything goes wrong with that honestly ticking time bomb. As much as they... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Say that you're ungrateful. Just continue to say that you don't have interest in that machine and don't want to be held responsible if anything goes wrong, which seems likely. Our next story is, Karen requests the entire wedding to stop the festivities so everyone can sing happy birthday for her son at someone else's wedding. Stay with me, folks, as this tale has two runty Karens. This happened at a friend's wedding I attended this summer. The newlywed couple had no idea that Karen number one, the entitled mother of the birthday boy, and their mom, Karen number two, entitled mother of the groom, were scheming together to make a happy birthday request with the DJ as the lovely couple finished cutting their cake. Not missing a single beat, the Karens winked at one another across the aisle, and entitled mother number one abruptly hand signals the DJ for attention, asking for him to stop the music so the entire wedding would look over to her precious boy and sing happy birthday out loud to this grown but 38 year old the groom and bride had no idea and the looks on their face was out of fume and confusion the birthday boy had no freaking clue what just happened i spoke up and said to karen number one how embarrassing that would be if my mom did something like that to me and that she should not have to take attention away from the newlyweds she snapped at me and said with a smirly smile well this isn't for you now is it I rolled my eyes and looked away silently after realizing I'm talking to a wall. Man, OP was really setting it up for a bit of a curveball there. You're like, oh, okay, this is an awful mom wanting to celebrate their own kid 38 years old. Was this an average 38-year-old? Like, was the 38-year-old fully capable of understanding everything that's going on here? Maybe being able to call their own mom out for being ridiculous like this? I mean, how out of touch and awful do you gotta be to do that for your 38-year-old son? I think this was more about the entitled mom herself and her need to be the center of attention, just using their son as a prop to thrust themselves into the limelight. Our next story is the final straw, apparently. 
Bit of backstory before the main event, my bio dad was never a part of my life, literally 6 months old and gone, but my sibling's dad raised me and was a part of my life from 2 to 21, and my stepdad's been with my mom for the last 21 years, so I've always had parents, plural, I've always, always had issues with the bio dad thing, it does bother me, of course it does, I've had therapy, counseling, the lot, but I do alright with it. My mom knows it bothers me though and when she's tried numerous times over the years to push me to seek out my bio dad and have a relationship with him, I've explained that that isn't going to happen, ever. Yet she pushes. I moved out at 22 after I had to return after uni to live with the rents. I then spent about 7 years living 3.5 hours away so I got used to not seeing them often. I moved back to an area where family lived just over a year ago. I'm very much an independent person. I live my life, run my own household, work full time. I was a prison officer for 8 years and thus my shifts and hours were very all over the place and I didn't have a lot of free time. I'm super close to my cousin and her family, they live 20 minutes away from me. We go to the same gym and spend a lot of time together. She's more like a sister. I've also suffered with depression and anxiety over the years. I've been medicated in the past. This is something my mom always questioned. The big old, what have you got to be depressed about? I do okay. I've recently changed jobs, got myself a wonderful and supportive partner, a dog. It's good. But to me, living my life is not something to report back to parents on every three seconds. And if I did tell them something I was doing, there would be judgment. I don't like your tattoos, I think those movies and shows are stupid, you should spend your money on XYZ, etc. Pressure when I was single to find someone and have children was immense. I hated being questioned about my love life, so I requested it to be a topic never spoken about, yet it would always be brought up. I began to dread spending time with my parents. Stepdad wasn't so bad, no pressure at all, as there would be witchiness about people that I didn't want to be a part of. So my mom would want to spend time together. Cool, no worries, me too. Yet complained when I wouldn't sort anything solid. But at the same time, she wouldn't call me or attempt to arrange anything. It wasn't as if she was constantly trying to arrange things and I'd say no. She just expected me to be the one to reach out every time. If I didn't instigate it, it didn't count. I'd never be able to pop round as they live on a boat and move about, and they're always a bit of a drive away. I live in a solid stationary house, and on occasions where she said, can we come by on so and so day, the answer is always yes. Several times in the past she's given me ultimatums of sorts. I've tried, you don't appreciate me, your dad left. She loved to throw out the I'm your only parent line a lot. It destroyed me to be reminded and also biologically yes but how about my stepdad and i've always called and pleaded and apologized but this latest one i'm done my mom has never been a stranger to cutting contact with a family member if they've done something she doesn't like i'm just the latest apparently she didn't speak to her own mother for six years and her sister for about seven so what triggered this message I told her I was going to take my nan out for lunch and if she wanted to come too. I initially got a, I don't know whether to be happy to be invited or sad. I think it's the latter, which I didn't respond to. Then the next day, I got this. I am so disappointed with the fact that you've not made any effort to meet me for lunch, etc. 
I will decline the invitation to the garden center, as I feel it should have been you and me with Grandma invited. We'll also decline Xmas. We were going to spend it with you, but for some reason, you've made me feel like crap. I'll ask sibling to pick up our post, and we won't see you before we go. I really don't know what I've done for you to treat me like you do, but I'm sure you're happy with how you treat me. You said before you moved up here that you don't have to see me regularly. Very strange, especially as I'm your one and only parent. I've given you 100% of my life when you were growing up, and now I'm treated like a jerk. I will wish you well in the future, but I'm totally worn out by how you've treated me. Enjoy the rest of your life, and I'm sure cousin and aunt, your sister, will hopefully be a reasonable replacement. Not. You will realize what they're like. You have a very short memory. I say no more. I think I've tried, but obviously not enough for you. I'm angry. I'm upset, but I'm done. It's like I'm being punished for living my life, and I don't want to grovel anymore. My partner saw this and saw my reaction to it, and he was utterly disgusted by it. I'm going to let her have her way. She's the one who stepped out. I'm just not going to go running after her anymore. I think clearly this is a behavior that they've kind of picked up on to really force you to just absolutely suck up to them and grovel to them. Just give them all of the attention and apologies and focus that they could ever want. The bottom line, I think OP is completely on the right path here now. Don't give in to them. Don't enable that behavior. Let them get frustrated. Let them be upset that you actually aren't responding to their ridiculous statements and demands. And that while they're going nuclear, you're not going to even shrug at it. If that causes them to come back around and realize what they're doing, so be it. But until then, you don't need to put up with that stuff. That said, our final story of the day is... My mom is just losing it. She's just crazy. I can't stand her anymore. Her constant anger every day. I now always feel down and depressed. Not self-diagnosing with depression, just saying I feel depressed. It's just getting worse and worse and I don't know what to do. Just yesterday, my phone and alarm clock didn't work. My phone didn't charge and died and my clock was off. My mom got really mad and would not listen and just accused me that I decided to sleep in. I tried to tell her that my backup clock and phone alarm died, but I wasn't able to tell her. Of course, someone's mom would be mad if someone misses school, but my mom just kept accusing me and wouldn't let me tell her that my clocks failed. Well, I went to school and arrived at class. The day just passed on like normal. I then took a nap at home. I took a small nap before work and then she got really angry at me for just taking a nap before work, saying she always wakes me up and that I'm lazy. I just took a nap because I was exhausted from school. She says that she's the only one who wakes me up every day, but that's not even true. Most days I just wake up to my alarm, get my clothes and go to school. After school, I rest at home for three hours and leave to work. Most days, I don't even take a nap before work. Yesterday, she also told me to change the alarm on my phone. I told her that I'll do it. My phone was charging, so I couldn't do it right away, since my phone was dead for the whole day. Later on in the day, she just gotten mad at me for not setting a better alarm on my phone. I tried to tell her about my phone. She was still mad. So then when my phone was able to turn on, I got it on and changed the alarm for the next day. The next day, today, I woke up to a new alarm. It was 6.15 and I made my breakfast. After making my breakfast, I got my phone upstairs to charge it. The battery drained from 40% to 15% in 10 minutes, which is not normal at all. 
so I got it charged upstairs. After, I woke up again at 7.20, 10 minutes before school, so I got all of my clothes on and was ready. My mother was mad again, and at this point, I don't know why. She said that I was lying all the time and it was just about the alarm again. I told her I switched my alarm sounds and that I changed multiple ones. She still wasn't happy, she was just angry. I thought that she would be happy after I clearly listened to her and changed my alarm. She just screamed that my phone was constantly ringing upstairs and that I'm constantly lying and that she'll take my computer away. I don't know what she's talking about. I never lied about anything and I just left for school. One thing is, is that yesterday she told me that I and my sister always had some problems and struggled. I have two sisters, one's 21 or 22 and the other's 18 years old. My mom said that me and my 18-year-old sister have always been struggling a lot and not listening much. That's probably because we're both autistic. I was diagnosed with autism at a very young age, maybe 5 or 6. My older sister, who's 18, was diagnosed between this and last year. My older sister, 21, doesn't have autism. That probably explains why we have lots of problems with simple tasks. But it's like my mom completely forgets that we have autism and still gets mad. She doesn't decide to think, my children are both autistic, maybe that's why they don't listen much, I need to find a way to help them more, and just sticks to screaming and punishing us for things we didn't do. I never lie to my mom, I try to change my alarm to make her proud. She still gets mad and blames me. I just want to give up at this point. I'm just scared of going home. I'm scared that she'll start screaming at me again for something that I didn't do and have no idea about. I'm just scared of going near her. I don't know what to do at this point. I try to do things that would make her happy, but absolutely nothing came out, and just anger came out of her. She won't understand that the start of this week was very bad and just sticks to her own thought. This has been the worst week I've had this month, and November just started. Monday, I was really sad because I had work and couldn't go to Halloween for the last time in my life because I'm starting to get old. I was too nervous and just didn't end up going. Yesterday, I missed my bus in the morning, and my mom got mad about me taking a nap so I don't feel tired at work. And today, she got mad at me this morning, even though I was ready for school and got my bus. This has just been the worst week so far. Sunday, I've been very sad. My emotions just broke down. Monday, my emotions broke down even more, and then my mom's angry yesterday and today, which makes my emotions even worse. I now feel like ending things and my life's just going downhill. I'm exhausted and don't want to do anything. And I feel like I'm stuck in a hopeless loop. I don't know what to do and I just feel like crying for hours now. I just want to see my dad and ask him if I can move in with him, but my mom won't let me and my dad says I should stay with my mom. But I just hate it here. I would rather live in my dad's small apartment than this tortured place where I get screamed at every day. I've tried everything and new techniques to get her happy, but nothing. I just want to give up my stupid life. I would definitely say it would be best for OP to try to lay everything out to their dad and maybe explain to their dad that they're willing to do whatever they can to make it work, albeit being a small apartment. That OP is very serious about this because that's just too much for OP to have to deal with. If not their dad, then maybe telling a teacher that they trust about things might help. Really, talking to anybody that might get some helpful intervention might be the best. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear more Entitled Parent stories like these, check out that video on the left.
Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.